Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. And you can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. Yo, 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 it's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. I go that by I go by that on all social media handles. Welcome to the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. Um I gotta thank y'all every fucking week and every time. Like I said, y'all listening and supporting keeps this shit going. I don't want no fucking money. You can share my shit, tell your ex about it, tell your mom, your dog, who the fuck ever. Just talk about my shit. So that that's all the fuck I ask. But we got Art Novart in the building. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm blessed and highly favorite as always, bro. That is fucking amazing. And we got my boy, Mr. King back. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You doing good? I'm doing well. I can't fucking, I I can't lie. I'm doing fucking well. And I'm excited because we get to talk about art. And I fucking love art. And I feel like our generation underappreciates art. And we got to start taking care of that shit and preserving that shit, especially a lot of art that's being created right now. You get what I'm saying? So, like, when did you fall in love with art? Like, how did, like, explain to us. How did it start? Uh, I've been drawing since I was two. Okay. That's, like, the earliest I can remember. My mom says before that, but, like, the earliest I can remember since I was two. Man, I've been, I do everything, bro. Mm -hmm. So, art has always been, like, my everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to go to, like, craft stores and shit with my granny because I spent a lot of time with my granny. And then she started, my grandma believes that she was older. She believed, like, kids do housework. Like, but not just regular housework. She got you doing, like, home improvement shit. So, mm. like, you know, I need to saw at nine and shit like that. Mm. So, like, I've always worked with my hands and everything. So, it's just always been, like, something that's a part of me. So, you like creating? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. What about, I mean, you're an artist. When did, when, do you like art? You love yeah. art? Okay, yeah, when like did art. that start? When did that start for you? Um, hmm. You know, that's a good question. I'd probably say um, I like art when I I tried, you know, I was back to drawing and whatnot um, at a young age, five, six, seven, eight, and all that. But it, was, it wasn't consistent for me, you know. It wasn't something that I could see myself doing better in. I'm not sure why, but, you know, I always liked drawings and paintings and whatnot. Um... Actually, since we're on that fact, I just bought this piece, this Brent Fias piece. Oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. From uh, okay, I fucking see that. That's you that posted that. Yeah, yeah, that's from uh, my boy Reams. He threw the assist. It's his niece that made the painting. Her name is Amaya Jasmine May. Shout out to her. That shit's hard. On Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, that's A-M-A-Y-A-J-A-Z-M-I-N-M-A-D-E. Mm-hmm. In case you guys want to check out her artwork, I'm going to just throw that out there. That's fire. I fuck with that. I would say around the same. I was probably um, drawing in like four like, when I was a kid, I would draw, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon and shit. Like, I have Fire. books just full of shit like that, like, recreating art and drawings. And then when I got into sports, it kind of, like, pushed me out of art because I really didn't have time for it. You know what I mean? That became my life type shit. But I always loved art. Like, I love movies, fucking... I, I like cinema, I would say, like, more than anything. You know what I mean? So, how do you... So, how has art, like, impacted your life, would you say? <laughs> Art has took me to extreme highs 
and extreme fucking lows. Uh-huh. Like I've been a full time artist for four years. Okay. And it's been the hardest four years of my life. Yeah. I mean, congrats though. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I just like within like the last like year and a half have been able to sustain myself and like live off of just art and not like, have to hustle mm-hmm. on other shit. You know? Right, right, right. So it's a lot of fucking work. It mm-hmm. looks nice. <laughs> all your friends and shit be getting married and you be like man like damn I'm sitting over here coloring this shit yeah this is life yeah. we kind of help you think about it like yeah. that sometimes too <laughs> like nigga why are we here draw I mean the shit hard but yeah, nigga wow like, oh, <laughs> oh fucking weak I, I feel that and I think um a lot of times people don't understand like the the impact that has and even sometimes with me like some of my work because i do poetry and i love writing i'm a writer you know what i mean i love writing so i'm actually working on a book too and i even one time maybe even want to write some script type shit for like a play or a movie but i love writing yeah that's like my my go-to i do that more than anything how, how long you been uh, writing for poetry <laughs> shit don't like since i was like 10 10 yeah <laughs> i do poetry events i recite i do poetry like that's for real dope, for real yo. i'm trying to make it more mainstream like music and mm-hmm. i know it ain't gonna be easy because a lot of people just don't look at it like that it's kind of just like Kind of how they look at like jazz or playing an instrument, like, kind of like a hobby type shit. But nah, this is like some people's life, and they take yeah. this shit serious, like you take your music serious. Right. And I think they should get that same recognition, honestly. So I'm kind of pushing for that. And I know I see a lot of my homies. Um, shout out to Be the Poet, but a lot of my homies is writing books, and Man. he's even working like putting music poet. with the shit, with yeah, the making famous. like a poetry album. So, like, that's more shit, too, I'm going to get into and really, like, because it's a lot of beastie-ass poets, but it's a lot of beastie artists in general. You know what I mean? So, I've done, like, because I do events, too. So, I've done, like, a couple art shows and galas. Like, I'm into all that shit. Like, I love art. And I think um, even though we're, like, recognized as an art city, like Columbus and fashion, I still think it's, like, underappreciated. And I think people don't realize how much, like, money we got on us. You feel me? But it's definitely going to grow and it's going to change. And that's the beauty of art, like, because it's, it's timeless. You know what I mean? You making some shit that could be dope for the rest of the fuck ever. So if we don't look at it like that, it's undervalued, it's underappreciated. It's hard for the artists. You know what I mean? And back in the day, that was the culture. A lot of them's work wasn't getting renowned until, like, 20 years after they death. Like, their life was shitty. You feel me? And they putting out paintings that's worth a million dollars now. But while they was living, they was peasant. Like, they lived on nothing and nobody gave a fuck about them. And then somebody recognized they shit. 20 years later, they've been dead. Like, yo, you realize what you got? They're like, damn. You feel me? So now that's kind of like my agenda and my push, like, is getting people to start appreciating the art. But they got to be able to recognize and identify it. I mean, how many people was really explaining, like, an art museum and walk through a lot of people that came in the inner city ain't experienced that they probably been to the right. museum no, that's true. but you ain't had no tour you ain't had nobody walk you around explain the paintings and tell you like how it's really supposed to go you feel mm-hmm. me and that's funny that you say that so i'm right now i'm on a quest to find under, underground art like you might have heard this people these people's work or you've seen it but you don't know who the fuck these people are you've heard these samples you're like i've been on a quest to find like underground all types of shit mm. so six months out of the year i'm gonna go from state to state and find different artists and shit like that but my goal is to have a black owned black owned museum hey, that's i call, I call my crib the art trap mm. so my museum i want to call it the art trap but i want everybody underground all types of shit music dance 
Arts, literature, everything. Mm. Some hip hop shit. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. like, we are the culture as far as art. Like everything in art ever was. And the best at it, too. <laughs> yeah, actually. Because the thing was, at one point in time when we were slaves, we weren't allowed to do this shit at mm-hmm. all. So you have to teach yourself. Up. So that makes you special. Oh, nigga, you can write. You can read. Oh, bet you something, something real special about you. You can, mm-hmm. like, you can't even read, but you can you can put together music. You Listen. can read music. Yeah. You ain't never been to school. Shit like that, that makes us special. When you can read, like when you can actually articulate yourself in a certain way, that puts you ahead of the game. We smart mm-hmm. as fuck. We just down each other for real. Mm-hmm. So like my goal is to make sure that we don't our culture doesn't get lost. It doesn't get whitewashed because that's what's mm-hmm. happening right now. We have yeah. whitewashed our culture so much. People selling it off. Yeah, man. I mean, I see white ladies wearing do rags. What the fuck? <laughs> I. That shit looks weird. Yeah, it's the dreads. It's the dreads for me. Man, I can't even call them lies. It's white people dreads. Yeah, it's the dreads for me. (laughs) (laughs) They gotta stop that shit. I don't like that at all. (laughs) It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like that. They look crazy. (laughs) Y'all gotta stop that. So you said something that kind of triggered something that I was talking about the other day. It's kind of funny, but when I was young, God, this is a lot of our story, especially if you grew around some old motherfuckers. When I was young, I, my grandma taught me how to play the piano in church. You feel me? But like, and I love instruments, but I cannot read music. Mm-hmm. But like, if I hear you play it and see it, I can play. I can start learning how to play it. Mm-hmm. But like, I cannot read a sheet of music at all. Like, how? So, can, how are you with that? I, Have you tried? Do you play instruments? Uh, I used to play the clarinet when I was a kid. But okay, so my same. Mom, my mom couldn't afford it less. Fuck that shit. flute, man. man. I hated that flute. Man, all black people play some type of string, <laughs> <laughs> some type of horn, <laughs> some drums, some something. Yeah, it was something. Like, yeah, but my mom couldn't afford like the lessons and shit. So I love to listen to music. Mm-hmm. I can hear a sound. Like, I can, like, oh, I know the sample from that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love underground music. But I like beats. So when I got like my whole purpose of getting the iPhone was just to have so I can have garage man. That was mm. the only reason. I, <laughs> I didn't want it for no other reason. Like I'm stuck now because I'm here. But yeah, <laughs> you've been here too long. Yeah. You want us now? Yeah, but I love music. I like I envy people who can really like legit like play instruments. Oh, I love if it. If I man. wasn't a, like, a visual artist, I mm-hmm. would be a saxophone player or a pimp. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, those Pimps are so <laughs> directly linked to art. It yes, is, it people is don't talk about that. that. It's an art how they talk. To it's an art form it's for a, real. Niggas don't talk that. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a correlation right there. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's a real oh. ass thing. And and I I consider myself Ooh. like. That's my greatest, my favorite era is, like, the Renaissance era. So, like, that's when I would, like, have peaked. Like, that's when so much fucking art was coming out and music and, like, motherfuckers was going crazy. And I feel like we have that now, but, like, everything is just so watered down and oversaturated. And, too, it's just all the time, like... Mm -hmm. It's like artists is down there going three, four years without making music because motherfuckers is dropping every weekend. Like, damn. The thing is, I remember when I was a kid, motherfuckers would go two, three years before they dropped another album. Mixtape game low-key fuck shit up for real, for real. I'm not going to lie. It was good and bad. It was good and bad. It was good at first, but then once you started, like, I don't know what the fuck happened. When, like, niggas was like, oh, this is a full-time job now. Like, now I'm, I'm gone. I ain't dropped no album. I didn't drop seven mixtapes. Like, bro, you didn't drop seven albums. Come on, this is say that. Gucci happened. Man. All they had to do was to sell drugs and yeah. music. They got bored with that. Now you're on the studio all the time. We yeah. like, damn, go back to the trap. Mm-hmm. 
Ain't yeah. you gotta work? Like yeah, what? Are you dropping all these? Mass production of art can be like at least for me. I go th- on thirty day runs, so I'll paint for thirty days and then I'll just chill for a little bit. But mass production of art for some people it'll fuck your art. I feel like it's don't. It, I feel like it's an oxymoron. It makes no sense. Like. To me, if you get something all the time, it's not special. I kind of feel like that's the essence of art, too, it being special and, like, individual. Like, this is something that you made that nobody else can do. You feel me? So it's like, cool, just give us that one thing. We don't want your whole catalog, like, today. Like, it ain't it ain't exactly. due right now. Spread your shit out. And because you got a lifetime for real, for real. And the thing is, if you actually go hard as far as your craft and you catch the right people, man... You'll, you never know where your work will go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I started doing portraits for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. My portraits are now $1,000. Yeah. And, like, you got to give me half of that up front. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even about to buy supplies for yeah. it. Yeah. Type shit. Won't so, even think about it. Yeah. Because, like, I went to, a, like, an art mixer, like, last year, and it was mm-hmm. crazy because he, he walked up to me and he was like, what do you do? And I'm like, I paint. I'm like, but I do everything, though. He said, no, you got to pick a lane. You got to just stick with it. I'm like, bro, like, I'm too dope for that. He was like, no, you got, I'm telling you, you got to pick a lane. You got to stick to it. I'm like, man, no. So that conversation stuck with me. So mm-hmm. over the course of the year, I did everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I did everything. So none of my paintings look the same. You cannot, you can never tell unless you look at my, like, look at my paintings and look at my name. That's the only mm-hmm. way that you can tell, like, that I did it. But none of my paintings look the same. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do is one-on-one. I can do the same. I can paint the same girl's titties mm-hmm. a million times. And they'll still never look the same. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of titties. <laughs> I was trying to listen, but cities like <laughs> that's dope though. I feel that, and and I feel like that's why I love artists because it's some shit that I'm I'm super humble, so I can really look at this like, man, I could never do this, and that just grows the appeal. Like that shit makes me love it even more because it helps me appreciate it more and how much work that you had to actually put in before even learning how to do this. You get what I'm saying? You did other shit to get to this point, and your work got that experience. I feel like in poetry, um, it's kind of a slippery slope because, like, niggas is pretty much expecting you to be, like, Mary J. Blige. Like, they pretty much expect you to get up here and talk about your heartbreaks and, like, how this nigga fucked you over and, like, all this shit, how this woman fucked you over. So it's like with me, like, I really just, in in all my art, even when I do events and shit, like, I'm I'm like feeding off of how I am at that time. So so one that it's authentic and two it's like I don't have to remember back on like how I was like cuz I'm really in the picture. So I like usually daily I look through old pictures like you know what I mean cuz I'm a super out of sight out of mind kind of person. Mm-hmm. So I got to look at certain shit and it just reminds me like oh okay cool this is in place all of this is going like that. So when I'm looking at my pictures and shit, I can feel like what, what, how I was feeling that day in that picture. I instantly go back, you feel me? And I'm like, damn, this was a good day or damn, like I wanted to tear a motherfucker's head off this whole day. Like I can see it on me. <laughs> That's like the, like the shitty part sometimes of being like honor. You remember stuff so much. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you be like, I'm like, damn. Yeah. I remember exactly what I remember how to smell everything. So how do you work with that balance of not putting your full what you're going through right now into your art and you know what i mean because it's hard for me and niggas be asking me every day especially like a day i'm going through some shit and they like you about to get on the podcast and talk about that and i'm like nah <laughs> like i have to them is two separate worlds yeah so how do you how is that <laughs> i 
Because I, I gas myself up every day, the fact I can do it. Because I'll be wanting to come over here and say so much <laughs> shit, but I'm like, nah, be professional, nigga. Bro, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah bro, this affects I'm more than just you, you, nigga. Don't don't say that. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of discipline in that. Yeah, it's a lot of discipline within it. Because at, at first it was just like, man, fuck it. If I don't feel like pain, I don't give a fuck what y'all got going on. Y'all gonna have to come catch me. Like, that's how it would be. And it would be months for like that. But the thing is, I would have your work done. It's just I feel like that's the only thing that I, I own for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So I'm cuffing it. I went the city to city, state to state with my with your art. You mm-hmm. can pay for it. I'll give it to you, but not right now. <laughs> it's fucked up to say like niggas used to be bad. <laughs> That's sorry, why they think all artists are crazy. That's why they like, think we all crazy. I guess, like, <laughs> like, think about that sounds like, crazy as fuck, but it's true. But it's true. It sounds believable, but it sounds crazy. It's so fucked up to say, but the thing is, but it's the truth too. But the thing is, I knew that I was like, I was blessed with something because no matter how many times I fucked up, people always still fuck me. Yeah. And it will be the same niggas too. Yeah. And be like, man, like, I know it's going to take you a while to give me my shit. And I'd be like, I'm glad that you know that. Because mm-hmm. it is. Like, your shit is done. It's sitting in my crib right now. Hey, mm-hmm. it looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have it right now. <laughs> and I come, and it's so, but it's so funny because I feel like that's how, like, creators are able to be such good friends because, like, we understand a lot of the shit that motherfuckers be doing because, we be doing the same shit to motherfuckers too. So, like, it's like when some shit happened to you, you like, all right, <laughs> cool. Because I literally did this last year to a nigga. <laughs> Had this motherfucker waiting for a little minute. Don't even know why. I just was waiting. I was going through some shit, but I understand Kanye. Even though Kanye be doing some shit, I understand him. You have, in order to do what you do, the shit that everybody loves, you be alone a lot of times. Yeah. You done went through some fucked up shit. You done seen some shit. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of times you done seen some fucked up shit and you have you didn't talk about it. Yeah. You just carried on like life was okay. Yeah. And then from there, some other fucked up shit happened. Mm-hmm. And you do the same thing. Because you got other shit to worry about. Yeah. So like, I heard somebody say, like, fuck healing? Nah, bro. That's yeah. not the move. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you, that shit is not the move, bro. <laughs> I knew that was coming back. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, like, bro, that's not the move. Yeah, healing is amazing. Hell no, like I was 28 with shingles. That's for my mom's and papa's. I'm neither nor. Like I'm like yeah. my hair stopped growing. My skin, my skin was fucked up. My nails was fucked up mm-hmm. because I'm fucked. Up. I'm worried all the time. Like bro, no, that you gotta heal through this shit in order for you to actually transition in life for real. Mm-hmm. Never gonna you never gonna get where the fuck you need to be if you still thinking about the same shit. Yeah, like you holding on to baggage. You gonna right, stay bro. where you at? I, mean, I, mean, I needed that. I needed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I Even when you that. feel like you changed or whatever. Like yeah. somebody told me, like, I go to this meditation group. Uh-huh. And one of the women said, she was like, you ever seen somebody, like, she got out of an abusive relationship or whatever. And she's like, shit is fucked up for her, you know. And she, like, she ended up with another nigga who is exactly the same as the old nigga. But she kept talking about, like, no, nah, I ain't gonna go back to that. I ain't go back to that. Right. Vibrationally, in her head, she's manifesting that. Everything, you manifest everything that you want. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens in your life. <clears throat> yep. Good or bad, even yep. when you're small. Yep. It be fucked up that you be going, you go through shit, but everything is a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. never take L's for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Everything is a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of too where um, I feel like because I've always tell everybody I feel like we're that golden era because we grew up without technology. Now we're like the active like members of technology. So I think we just understand shit on a different scope. Like you know what I mean? We went without and we've had it all. <laughs> like. <laughs> I remember when fucking computers hit school, like, we had it all. I would skip a class to go to the computer lab. 
<laughs> shit was crazy. We're the ones to bridge the gap, bro. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like we are going to be like the front runners when it comes to uh, mental health. But the issue with that is seeing the future is like you can see the future. And that's mostly what Kanye's going through. Like, he's having a hard time dealing with the fact like the future that he can see and perpetuate, he won't be a part of. That's the future his kids will be living in. And to me, that's what it looks like he's having the hardest problem with. <laughs> Like, how he talks about the world is definitely going to be that way, but it is not like that right now. And that's why he gets so much pushback. Because he's talking about some shit they can't see, my nigga. Like, us having our own independent brand like Nike, like, we're going to get there, but we not there right now, bro. Not that big of a company. You know how big Nike is, nigga? <laughs> like, they're big as fuck. And we're going to get there, but he wants to be there right now, to me, for selfish reasons, because I feel like he wants to be a part of it and be like, look, I told you so. Told you. But he going to be 80 <laughs> when it's running. He's going to be like, I told you so from the nursing home, and we ain't, we ain't going to give a fuck what you talking about, old man Kanye. That's the, thing, <laughs> that's the thing. Everybody, like every great leader is always before they time. Yeah. Like, people don't catch up this shit. That's the gift and curse. <laughs> you telling like, the truth, but you look people crazy. Don't catch, people don't catch certain shit or whatever until it's like, it's 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Like, Think about Bosky. This nigga sold his like one of his most famous paintings for like a thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. It's worth a million now, mm-hmm. and, he, and he took that thousand and, and spent it on crack. Yeah. So think about that shit. How many niggas wearing his hairstyle? His hair do wearing his hairstyle. He started a whole way. Yeah. He went right down to like art. He evolved. Yeah. <laughs> and so a think, junkie. Man, so think about that. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a gift and a curse. Shout out our Whitney, man. Fuck y'all. Man. Fuck y'all. Y'all got anything to say about Whitney? Man, bro, like. Let, let let people live their life, <laughs> but it's tough. But yeah, that's that's the part too that I'm fighting against because I'm super, like Kanye said, like give people their flowers while they can still smell them. Like I'm all for that, and I and I don't think that happens enough at art, and it 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 hurts my heart because it's kind of like, yeah, this is for the world, but yeah, that recognition feel good too. And niggas think you get too good and too big without needing recognition. People think you don't need it no more. Like. The thing I be telling niggas, no matter what I do in this world, I'm still a normal motherfucker like you. Like, I like reassurance. I like hearing nice things. I like gifts. I like all the shit y'all motherfucking like. Just because I can provide it for myself don't mean I don't want it. You feel me? Like, it's still good getting gifts. But I notice the higher I get, I just stop getting certain luxuries. And I feel like I'm giving more and more and people are giving me less and less because they feel like you can do it on your own. But it's like, to me, this was never about that. It's just knowing, like... You got people in your corner, and it's motherfuckers who feel for you. Because we go through shit, too. Like, a lot of that shit y'all love, the hits, be niggas' pain. Like, that be some of the hardest shit they had to deal with. And y'all just, like, keep putting out more. Like, nigga. (laughs) I'm tired, nigga. That shit was hell going through that. And I had to make some art about it. What the fuck y'all think I am? God bless Mary J. Like, she can't even talk about love no more. (laughs) It's over. They want you to break up. They want that breakup album. She got divorced. That's like, fucked up. Like, <laughs> that's fucked up. I was a little happy too. Like, that's how fucked happy. up it is. I was super happy, Mary, because like the thing was, like I was I happy Mary, at that time man. in my life too. So I was just like, all right, then cool, it works. But then when I was unhappy, I was like, bitch, be sad with me. Yeah, like, I grew come up on, Mary. Sad, like your Fact. child, like same shit. Fact. Mary, that's all you really know, girl. Yeah, yeah. Too, like just sad me. He probably cheating on you, Mary. Get out of there, girl. But it's fucked up. That's how we typecast artists. We ain't shit. We ain't fucking shit. But niggas don't realize it because, like, it's uncomfortable having these conversations. But I feel like them the conversations we need to have, like, the truth. You know what I mean? Because it's it's producing a lot of weirdo rap and weirdo music. And it's like, 
niggas think like nerd shit and all that's weirdo music. Nah, like niggas lying and all this false perception shit now is like blowing my fucking mind. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm an underground lover. Like I'd rather go to an underground show than like a big ass stadium show. Like I want to damn near we can touch you on stage type shit in this bitch. You know what I mean? That's my shit. Like yeah, because it's a different atmosphere. Yeah. Like I seen the internet before they got big, before they like got nominated for a Grammy. It was in Cleveland when we bought the, bought our tickets. It was like seventeen bucks. The night of the show, like shit, had skyrocketed to like seven to seventy five. I'm like, what the fuck? But the, it was packed though, for real. And then right after that, it got nominated for a Grammy. Mm-hmm. So the then, like, uh, the internet, like they they a whole vibe though, for real. Wow. It was like R and B type yep. shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That motherfucking shit, man. Yeah, I um, the new people out, I would say definitely like Brent Fires, Lucky Day. Like, uh, Givian, like, these are motherfuckers I want to go see. And I feel like their shows would be more homey, more personal. Like, yeah. I feel like if I come in a show and niggas got their cell phones out, like, this ain't a, this ain't my kind of show type shit. You know what I mean? I want niggas to really be in here and tune to the show type I, shit. I, I be, like, and I like the underground ones, too, because you can, like, mingle with the artists after the show. Like, yeah, them niggas are kicking with shit. you and motherfucking, them yeah. niggas is normal people. Like, yeah, it's, I love seeing motherfuckers go kill it on stage and then just let their hair down afterwards. Like, all right, like, this just something I do. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm about to put my house shoes on and walk around the club and shit. Like, <laughs> so how y'all feel about, the guy ain't asked nobody this in a long time. How y'all feel about Tyler, the creator? Just as a person. I mean, as a person. I like the um. You feel me? Like, when he first this came out. This could go either way. When he first came out and shit, you feel me? Like, I, I had my judgments on him, you know? Yeah. Like, he was a weirdo and shit like that. But, I mean. Uh-huh. He's branded that shit. Yeah, you feel me? Like, I don't really pay attention to him nowadays. You feel me? Like, I just feel like if Tyler, the creator, did some shit or if his name is trending. Tyler Creator just did some Tyler the Creator shit. You yeah. Feel me? So it's, yeah. it's like, I'm not bothered by it. You feel yeah. me? But like, and on top of that, musically, I I can't discredit him. Yeah, he's a beast. Genius, yeah, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. Like, he started off with them real, like, I don't know, like, they was like polyphonic, like, beats type mm-hmm. shit. But yep. they were like, the most <coughs> snaps and pops and shit. But it worked. <laughs> And then, like, now this nigga, like, produce R&B beats. And I'm like, man. He's a genius. He's a mad scientist. Man, like, he had an album that was, like, damn near jazz. And I was like, this shit is smooth as fuck. Yeah. Like, all right, I fuck with it for real, for real. Yeah. Them the people, it makes me wonder what's going on in your head every day. Like, Like, how is it in there? Because I know it's crazy. I know it's a circus. You taming all this shit. So many fucking thoughts. Man, there gotta be. So how y'all feel about Jaden Smith as a person? I don't really pay attention to like I think he like I think he's different, so I think he's dumb. You don't care about nobody. Like, you know what I mean? Nah, I'm with her. <laughs> I like, I'm like, I like, I like he's different. Yeah, I don't yeah. really pay attention to him enough to be like, like, yeah. Damn, like, yeah. I feel you. you yeah, that icon joint was fire. That was yeah, hard. Was. I, like, I fuck with his work. I give him that. I fuck with his work. I give him that. I was like, I fuck with his work. Like, and you know what? I did check out that album that that song was on, and he did have some. He's songs. not. Yeah. But he's different even with his music. He had a lot of like yeah. alternative. Them the kind of artists I like. Like mm-hmm. you yeah, create a mixture. lane through this shit, shit and his yeah. other weirdos. that's like, oh yeah, I'm about to do this too. That's mm-hmm. me. You yeah, pop it. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with bro heavily. Yeah, him come him coming out being you know, I was just like I already knew, so mm-hmm. it's like. I'm gonna still listen to your music either mm-hmm. way. You feel me? Because you were dope before you said this. You gonna be dope after. Them the kind of art, and I fuck with Travis Scott. Like them the kind of artists I just like. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's like nobody can recreate this sound. Like this is a very like when you hear it, you know it's them type of sound. You right. know what I mean? That shit just resonates the fuck different. Like I like artists like they sound like they they sound progressed, mm. and I don't like the fact that you, if you progress for the worse. Like I okay like at the beginning I like the baby. This nigga has progressed for the worse, and he's made the same songs. Come on, times. man! Like, it ain't about that no more. Yeah, you know, it ain't about that. Yeah, he make know, toxic nigga music now. That's like, just what it is. Like, I be in the crazy. mirror bumping that shit. That shit it gets me hype. <laughs> I love everything, bro. Doing. He know what he be. And he create his work. That's why I fuck with him. He's right. directing his videos, and he's like he's a create. He's an artist for real. His, his but he do make the same he song. He make the same song over and over. Why you be like, man? How many times? <laughs> and then it talk shit in the song like yeah y'all said I was gonna do it again motherfucker yeah I'm doing it again <laughs> he don't give a fuck he done beat one too many niggas up and he just don't that's why it's just about that ear for real cause if you think about it a lot of artists do kinda got like the same sound like you know yeah. what I'm saying so yeah. it's just cause like certain artists like Uzi for instance like his sound got repetitive to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's, it is. Cer- it's certain artists that their sound is just going to get repetitive to you. you they know put out a lot of music. And the baby too, is though. one of those people. He but put out too much music. Yeah. It's about the ear. Yeah, he it's put about out too the much ear. music people, in a short period of time. Yeah. It's like six months, you gave us like three mixtapes. Like yeah. Thug, for instance. Thug sound just like he did back then, but we still fuck with Thug. He, he got one of them sounds that even though it's repetitive, a lot of people still can fuck with it. A lot of people Y'all fuck like with Thug? I fuck yeah. with Thug. Yeah. I feel like I feel like how you go. I feel like the majority. I of fuck them. with Bro's oh, art. Bro's oh, an artist. Oh, I feel like the majority. Okay. I feel like okay. the majority. Fuck old with Thug. thug. I feel with that. Some shit sound commercial nowadays. But old Thug album, like the so much, so much fun album. Like that album went crazy. Maybe he need to be for Wayne again. I don't know. When he was before Wayne, he was dropping some hits. Yeah, he was talking some shit. He was talking some shit. Maybe it's because Wayne let it go. I don't know. He don't care no more. Terribly wrong. Oh, but <laughs> Wayne a legend. He can do whatever he want now. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne in off the mic. Wayne's the go in my opinion. Man. That's so it, it's oh yeah, it's tough to see what's going down with Wayne. But yeah, shit, tough. I mean he's immortalizing me. He can't do no wrong no more. I'm just mad we never got bad Drake and Wayne Tate mm. That would have been crazy. That would have been fucking crazy. Wayne was crazy. too high, bro. He was too, too high over there. He stopped giving a fuck about this. I mean, he That's was even openly saying he didn't care about this shit no more. <laughs> After his own rock and roll shit, he's just like, I don't even give a fuck about music no more. <laughs> I would have been doing all kind of shit. Like, creatively. That's how we know, like Wayne yeah. just wasn't there, bro. Like you know, outside of himself. Oh, he was he fraud. Wasn't, you know, yeah. He just but wasn't that's there, we bro. gotta remember. That's what happened too when you on them drugs and get off them drugs. Like that don't just make shit all better. Like you I still like, like, fucked up. You, fucked up <laughs> you got side effects because you your body looking for that shit. Yeah, like, so. it's looking for that lean. And you can't drink juice or nothing. Is that lean? Oh man, art. And then he'd get in the media and say something. Every time he said something crazy, a dread would drop. It would fall out. <laughs> and now we here. And he ain't said shit in a while. I'm proud of him. Some is like they growing in, new ones. Yeah, that shit coming out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it, the shit wicked, man. Y'all got to watch what the fuck y'all saying out here. God damn. Man. But I feel like um, uh, I feel like it was hard for a lot of older artists to get like used to new music. You know what I mean? I was talking to this my nigga the other, the other day, like, we be really selfish with entertainment. Like, we be super selfish. Like, 
I be having to explain niggas like in how the eighties was in the nineties, that bred hip hop. You know what I mean? How just rugged everything was. But at the same time, they wanted times to change. So we start growing up in a different era where it wasn't really like that. Like shit was becoming more like niggas felt secure. You ain't feel like you was just going to go to an event and niggas was going to pop your ass. Shit was changing. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now we're here in an age where kids are growing up privileged. So they're not going to put out gritty fucking 90s, 80s rap. They're not growing up having shootouts with each other. These kids is growing up in fucking, you know what I mean, going to school and wanting to learn and shit. So it's like this new music is going to reflect that. And I feel like a lot of older hip-hop artists just can't, they can't grasp that. They looking for similar music, but it's like, these kids ain't growing up like y'all. Yeah. They don't got to sell crack to fucking feed their family, <laughs> my nigga. Like, <laughs> they can sleep in all day. This, they, they got a different childhood than you. Like, in the 80s and 90s, we was spoon-fed music. For mm. real, for real, if you really think about it, like, certain shit, you like, every, certain songs that everybody know. But you really, mm -hmm. some of them songs you're like, I fucking hate this song. Yeah. But you, they spoon fed this music because you got the videos and then high radio. Radio, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. Streaming. LimeWire fucked up the game, for real, for real. I, I fucking love LimeWire. LimeWire. Lime <laughs> we was thugging on that bitch. I have a hard drive right Everything that I downloaded from LimeWire is still on. I'm just scared to plug it up. Listen, I tell you what. If LimeWire existed today, it would shut the market down, bro. It would shut the whole market down. LimeWire was fire. It would shut the whole market down, bro. LimeWire was fucking fire. You wouldn't know what to do. back then... Artists was making their money uh, differently. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They were still selling physical copies, mm -hmm. shit like that. Selling now, physical, physical copies is pretty much extinct nowadays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most yeah, people yeah. buying it's their shit. It's about streams, too. They still, and they still drop it. You know what I'm saying? That's good shit. I hate streams. I hate all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so, <laughs> everything's so technical now, bro. So imagine LimeWire But, too, like, sometimes <laughs> in shit, we be too thirsty to be progressive. Like, I'm even noticing that in sports. Like, they're changing shit. So, like, Niggas can score more points and do more shit. Like, they all so thirsty to replace what the fuck there was. So now it's like, oh, this nigga got a billion streams. Like, bro, but it really don't equate to the fuck nothing. Exactly. It's, it's, it sound good. It's it's sound, a, it's a billion it's, streams sound better than a million sales. But in all actuality, a million sales is fucking better. So it's like, y'all just trying to replace these niggas, and it's like, that's kind of why they upset, too, because they like, we set the foundation. The game was different back then, like you said. It's, you set the Now it's different. The units, is, and ain't now niggas got to sell merch and shit like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what it's like, about now. You're yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's why niggas sell merch when they, when they drop albums. They selling all kind of merch and shit like that, because that's mm -hmm. how they making up for themselves. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because the sales ain't there. The music be Especially trash. Especially with COVID. Like, <laughs> A lot of modern saying? mainstream oh. music be trash. Because niggas doing shows, that's where it's at. So niggas. Can, as long as niggas can tour, niggas can make money. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So and that's why do that's why I really fucked the too. game up, bro. You know, niggas shit, old niggas that had a couple hits could still tour right now and just mm -hmm. do a couple hits and make some bread. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like Vanilla Ice can motherfucking go somewhere and Man, be booked somewhere. He probably do. You feel me? Yeah. I seen a nigga on Twitter not he too long. Probably Trump, uh, There's some old uh, heads out here who know Trump him. Or some shit like that, whatever. Yeah, that's White what ladies saying, and shit like, dance. So you took our culture and yeah. <laughs> wrapped that in one fucking Donald Trump rally. Think yeah. about shit like that. That's yeah. crazy. It's goofy. It's goofy. I can never get behind niggas like him. Like, man, it's <laughs> like, 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 like we washed our culture for real. Yeah. Like, yeah. We did, but we didn't. We did, but we didn't. Everybody be in like a rush to be feeling included. I'm a black lesbian. I don't give a fuck if y'all like me. Yeah. I don't. 
I've seen some of the worst shit for real, for real. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think y'all, y'all like me or not. Like, yeah. it really doesn't matter for real. Mm-hmm. Like, as mm-hmm. as being a part of the LGBT community and mm-hmm. being black, niggas be wanting you be like, oh, I want you to like me because of this. Yeah. Or do this. Fuck that. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Because right. it's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you regardless. Facts. No matter what Facts. you No matter what you, <laughs> you can be, You can save this motherfucker's life and they still find a reason. Like, yeah. Like, oh, fuck that nigga. <laughs> 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 and the crazy thing <laughs> is, a lot of it ain't even them not liking you. They don't like themselves. And exactly. they see that part of themselves in you that, and you secure with that and they insecure with that part of themselves. So exactly. it, it hit different. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm, that's why I was saying, like, I'm glad we're that golden generation because we are, like, prepping people to become artists, prepping people to become, like, entrepreneurs and think and work for themselves. But we also helping them with, like, the mental part of it first. You know what I mean? We not just getting straight into the, all right, this is how you make a bunch of money. I'm coming to motherfuckers and just seeing where your head at because if your head ain't right, like, anything I teach you ain't going to hit. It ain't going to make no sense. So I gotta fucking make sure that you even in a proper headspace and thinking correctly that we can even you know conduct this business. And two, it protects us now because like if you can't even pass that part, we not even getting to the business aspect of it. Like we ain't even talking numbers if you can't show me like I'm pretty much at that point with every motherfucker I meet. Like I gotta see a family tree or something. Like I'm taking you to Ancestry.com. Like I'll pay for that. That'd be our first date because like I gotta see your history. <laughs> Because when I don't give a fuck is when it's like, it's fucked up. Like, your family's Nazis and shit. And I'm like, damn. (laughs) I come to dinner like, damn. (laughs) Imagine this. (laughs) Nah, nah, they cool. They cool. Just sit down, man. Like, nah, I'm out of here. Right. This some get out shit. And I've been in situations like that. And it make a motherfucker think when you're older. Like, damn, I'm glad I got the fuck out of there. That shit, the fuck matters, bro. Niggas thought, in, like, in high school and around that time, I was just dating all these people. I'm like, nah, a lot of these motherfuckers was weirdos. We was planning to go to the movies, and we met up, and I, and I ended up leaving or, like, blocking them. Like, these niggas was crazy. <laughs> I can have that one conversation with you, and if you turn me off, we cool. We ain't even going to progress past this point. Mm. I'm going to just leave you as you are. You feel me? Just head back to your life. I'm out. Today. I can't, you feel me? I can't even, I just, I can't, I've been through too many situations where I thought it was one way, you find out it's another, you feel me? And it's Whoa. like, that shit get the fuck old after a while. <laughs> so now I feel like as people, like what we're doing is getting quicker at just being able to notice that shit. Like, honestly, I'm getting better at it. Like, I can kind of have a conversation with somebody and see, like, how this is about to go, if we even about to continue having this conversation or not. You know what I mean? And people feel like it's condescending. It's like, for me, it's like, that's cool, you know, but it's my life. So <laughs> it just feel like you couldn't jump that hurdle. That's why you feel that way. Because niggas that jump the hurdle with no problem don't have no problem. But you got a problem here today because my little test tripped you up here today, which means it's working. So good. You feel me? Like, and I started looking at that self that way. Yeah, like niggas don't get it. Like, I really be living this shit every day. And it's, it's once you see how it goes through, if you really paying attention and giving yourself the credit, you just getting better. Niggas don't get that. Like, that's why I be telling niggas, just don't be at odds with me. Because if you come at me crazy, you're just making me stronger. Because I'm just learning from all these situations that you put me through. And I'm sure you so upset, you're not even paying attention. And I'm so at peace in my life and secure <laughs> myself. Like, I can see how you move and I'm just going to watch you. And what I'm learning better to do now is believe people. I used to, like, kind of question it. Like, nah, they're a good person. They helped that old lady last week. Like, nah, now I believe it. Like, when you show me that shit, you feel me? It's like, I, I'm like, all right, this is you. This your real self. Cool. And then now, 
I can deal with that shit how I want to, how I see fit. Mm -hmm. If I want to put up with it, cool. If not, not. You feel me? If I'm out, I'm out. So now I got the power. I feel empowered. You know what I mean? So it changes how I even gauge myself in this situation. And a lot of times that's what it is. We come into situations and we upset because we're expecting people to move a certain way. And when they don't, we we, we don't want that. Wow. Nah, what the fuck are you doing? Yo. But if you come in a situation and I'm like how I am now in life is I kind of watch myself while I'm having a situation with somebody. And I'm editing how the situation goes. I'm a classic overthinker my whole life. So I start using that to my advantage. You feel me? Just being thorough with shit. And I would call myself more of like a cautious person. I'm cautious in mostly every situation. I feel you. I feel you. It's it's weird to me. You feel me? Yeah, I'll be in the I nicest neighborhood you, and I'm just still doing shit. I'm locking my doors like when I was living in the hood hood. I still, I'm just cautious. I don't trust nobody. I don't like niggas walking behind me, nothing. Like, I don't do none of that shit. Mm-hmm. And you could be the nicest motherfucker on earth. But it's like, you know, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't know you from nothing. And I got to worry about me, you know what I mean? Like, and the more you get into that, like, protecting yourself, it's like the more you do it. And the more it becomes natural. But as you grow, like, that's your first thing to do. If you're really thinking about what you're doing, like, as you start, I like to think of my mind as, like, my house. So the more valuable things you get in your house, like, what's your next step? You're going to get more security. You're going to add more security to this motherfucking house. The more money you bring in here, valuable shit, nigga, you get putting a ring on the door. Like, now we need a stronger lock, a stronger door. So our minds is the same way. The more we start to learn, the more we start to protect ourselves from people. And them trying to gain that information. You feel me? But a lot of people ain't moving like that. A lot of people are moving basically on survival and reaction. And that's a very proactive mindset. That's me. You got to be steps ahead, but then also, like, enable that in your life. And some people can see into the future, but they can't apply that to today. Mm-hmm. They just dreaming. They just That's what you're doing when that's happening. You're too far in the future, and you're forgetting about that you still got a present self that has to move around every day to make that dream come true. You know what I mean? And that's the part that people kind of get railroaded when it comes to manifestation. It's like they'll tell you how to say it, but then they don't tell you the other part of it. You got to actually believe this and perpetuate it every day. Not just here and there, not on weekends, not when you feel like it, every single day. day. Because this game, this life that we have, that people have what they have and other people have nothing, is discipline. That's all it is. That person is a lot more disciplined than you, and that's the thing that changed. But again, think about everything, even we're starting to get, we still only get one side. A nigga teach you how to make money and how to make more, but don't teach you how to stop spending so much. Which is the other side with making money. That's why they're so rich. It's not because they make so much money a day. It's because they don't really spend money in their life. So to a nigga who spend money all the time, you making racks, but you going home with $100 at the end of the night. It don't mm-hmm. make no sense. Like, <laughs> people really be thinking like being an entrepreneur is all. Man, they have no idea what that is. Not, Leaving not, my job was the hardest thing I ever had to do. And when I was at, I was at Chase at the time, and I barely worked jobs because I was in sports. So leaving my job, I left my job to open up a shoe store. And I was just young, and I was, thir- I was ready. That was my first shoe store. And that was the hardest thing I ever to do because, like, I don't believe there's no such thing as like security with jobs or other people. Like, I be one, I be trying to explain that to people. Like, another person can't grant you security because anything they can give you, they can take away. Right. If I take care of you and die, nigga, all that shit is gone. Security means you're you're secure, you're taken care of, no matter what happens. So I was always at Chase every day. I was able to do that. I hate fucking jobs. Hate jobs. But I was there every day just because I knew it was temporary. I was just in my head, like, doing my bid. Like, I know I got to be here because I'm trying to stack this bread and do this. 
And Chase is just such a good place to network. I met hella people I still fuck with, like, in the entertainment world through Chase. Exactly. That was there on the same shit. Like, I'm just here for my three years, like, the army and getting the fuck up through. Right. And going to do my thing. And now I can network and I know niggas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I was leaving there, when I left there, that was the hardest thing I heard to do because I was 100% self-employed. This was, like, six years ago now. So, like, this means, like, every cent, every dollar, every bill is, like, just on me. I have no job to fall back on. Like, you feel me? I got to go. And in the beginning, like, businesses legit, like, don't be making money. Because so it costs so much to repair and change. Money's coming in, but you ain't getting that money. You feel me? So, I'm sitting in here days. Niggas ain't came through and bought a shoe. I'm like, ah, damn. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, this is crazy. You feel me? And I got kids. So, I'm like, this is fucking, this is crazy. And then um, my mentor, like, they always hammer hammer into me just consistency. Like, be consistent. You know what I mean? Consistency. Be consistent. Like, that is the most important thing. So I just kept going. And then you kind of just start to see a little more light in the darkness. And you start to get a little more confidence. You get a little more allies. And, and it progresses. You know what I mean? And I can say truthfully, everything that I have that's that's, like, it means something to other people. It's because it was ongoing. It's because I kept going with it. It was consistent. It was on time. People tell me that all the time. Like that sh- I needed that. And this could have been three years into me doing this, and it's the first time they seeing it. You feel me? But if I wouldn't have kept going, I would have never got to this person. Mm-hmm. So that, it was worth it. It was, it was worth it for me to keep doing it every day, and it made me better. It made me stronger. You know what I mean? I see a lot of people are trying to do shit quickly. Like, you should do shit efficiently. Like, you build speed and quickness through experience, through doing that shit every day, because then you learn the ups and downs and ins and outs. But the beauty of art, why I like, because that's how they price they shit, like, based on how long I've been doing this and experience. And I've learned so many different types of forms, like, this piece cost this, because not because of what you see before you, because of years of shit that you had no idea I was doing. It's a training thing for real, for real. Yeah. Like, within any craft that you do, if you, you sing, if you dance, whatever, it... It's you at home a lot of times by yourself. Mm-hmm. People only really see ten percent of your work. Mm-hmm. That's a reality. Like, they don't see they, they don't see the fact that they see that one painting. They don't see that there's six paintings under this motherfucker that I didn't like. Shout out to Drake, man. <laughs> I lost a Blackberry with so many poems on it. Like he like he say he lost all that music on that Blackberry. I think mine's might have been an iPad, but I lost something that has so many poems on it. Man, I lost a storage unit for art. Man. Damn. Yeah, I lost the. Um... I don't feel as bad no more. <laughs> I lost a um, a shoebox of um, just a whole bunch of writings. This was like, what year was this? I lost these. Two thousand nine, but it's like I've been writing it from. I think two thousand two. Okay. So they're writings right from two thousand two. All the way up until, and they got thrown away. Damn. So, so it's like, so how? So where do y'all come from? A standpoint of artists, do y'all try to recreate that work, or is it gone? As far as like, do you try to remember like what it was and redo it, or is it just that's the art that's lost? For me, I don't, I don't want my art to be lost, um, and I, I know what it would take for me to get back to that art. Like if I'm talking writing. Mm-hmm. But I'm procrastinating. You okay. know, I'm I'm holding myself back from writing because it's just like I'm too much focused on podcast. Okay, I get so what you're saying. Right, it's like earlier 
it's got to be able to find the balance. I, I don't have the balance at all when it comes to writing and podcasts. So. And that's the first step. Holding yourself accountable Damn. and accepting that. Really the truth. Nice. Yeah, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. You got to acknowledge, like, I can't do this right now. That don't mean you won't be able to. That just means right now let me do what I can do. Yeah, because I, I definitely want to get back to writing. You yeah. feel me? I love yeah, writing. Writing ain't going nowhere. You feel me? And I, <laughs> I, still, I still got some shit um, yeah. from after all that happened and whatnot. So mm. it's just like, I, I can't give up. Like, I, I can't. Like, I, I'm definitely going to get back to it. I just got to be able to tell myself, like, listen, you got to make the time for it. Mm-hmm. And just go straight to it. Mm-hmm. And knock that shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't try to recreate my shit I lost. I'm like, I'm like a romantic. So I just like, I hope maybe one day I pop in art and, and like poetry and it just pop up type shit. You know what I mean? Because most of my shit was like in notebooks. Yeah. I've had that happen several times, especially when I lived in like the hood hood. Like somebody broke in my car and took my book bag. And I was just rushing, like, because I uh, used to promote clubs. So I was just rushing home. Always take my book bag in the house. I always got a book bag with me. Mm-hmm. And I was getting up, literally slept three hours. Had to get up in the morning, take my daughter to school. I'm turning around, just coming from the club. And the fucking door was open. I was just, I knew, like, damn, this nigga took my bag. And I had, like, wow. phones in there, tablets, a laptop. But the shit that I was, they could have had all that shit in the bag. I had my notebook in there full of poems. That's what I was salty I lost. I'm like, y'all could have kept the tablets and the phones. Just leave a notebook. Right. You don't give yes. a fuck about I can't get that work back. Damn, all them pictures bro. and everything that was on that tablet, I can get back. I can't get that notebook. And that was some fire. And that's when I was in my poetry bag. So I was hurt. Damn, I was hurt. I, I spent like a couple months trying to recreate this shit. Like, okay, let me remember how this went. And after a while, I was just like, you know what? Nah. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just about to write new shit. I'm going to write new material. And, yeah, I still reminisce. Yeah, I still think about that shit some nights. It's hard to sleep. That's <laughs> fucked up. It was some shit. Wow. It was some fire in that bitch, too. I was so hurt. Like, damn. And I knew it was some young neighborhood niggas. I can't be mad because I know your life fucked up. But I'm like, damn, nigga, damn. you took my, my notebook. I'm not going to give a fuck about the art. That's the Damn, y'all should have just took the, a notebook and tossed it. I would have been geek. Man. But y'all got, just took the whole bag. <laughs> you ever thought, you ever thought like, damn, I wonder where where that notebook is today? Um, yeah, hell yeah, actually. And um, I hope they, like, like recite it, you know what I mean, somewhere. Because I'm going to hear it. I'm going to come beat that ass. <laughs> like Baby Boy in the Park. That's how I'm going to fuck. Yeah, he some said, shit I'm, like that. I know they was young, so they probably like 20 right now. Yeah, I'm going to fuck them up. That was my shit. And it was around the time I was doing performance, so I needed that shit. I literally used to have to write shit at the show and before shows, and I hate doing that. Because I hate when other people do I talk so much shit about it, so it's like I can't do it. But that day, I'm like, fuck it. I'm one of them. I'm on trash today. Fuck it. (laughs) But yeah, niggas, I I, I feel like that's why, too, I want to preserve the art. And I feel like that'll help, too, like the culture and what we're doing and people care about it more. If they feel like we're trying to preserve it. Because I I see a lot of art that goes up and goes down and we don't talk about it no more. You know what I mean? It's not how it used to be. Like, paintings got passed around and sold and, like, yo, niggas wanted it. Like, it was coveted. Now it's just kind of like, okay, it's so much art. It's like... That's part of why I don't do prints in my my work. Yeah. I just recently did, like, some prints. It was, like, some special shit for, like, my my, my friend. Mm -hmm. But I usually don't do prints at all because I want my work to be, like, one of one. If anybody makes a print of my work, 
that's on y'all. Mm-hmm. But I'm now starting to learn that people are starting to resell my work. So when I first started mm. playing, oh really? Yeah, like wow. I just found that shit out recently. Wait, do you like it or do you yeah, not like it? it? Yeah, that's fire. I like the that. Thing is, is like the more, the more my work circulates, the more they go, like, who the fuck is Art No Work? My yeah. name is distinctive. Like, yeah, it even, is. Even, even people call me that now, and it's so funny. Yeah. Like, I'll be out in the public, like, like, that's your fucking name. Yeah, like, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, your fucking name ain't Do they no know you? I'm like, like, I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> social don't, media people. Yeah, like, some older, like, white lady walked up to me. She was like, Art No Bird, I love your work. And I was like, where did I meet you? <laughs> yeah, thank and, you. But the thing was, she turned out to be so sweet, whatever. She's yeah. an artist herself, but she's like yeah. a horror artist. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like for me, when I was a kid, I didn't know many black artists at all. Man, I didn't know anything about black Man. culture really because I I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, and granted, granted, mm. it's, it's a fucked up ass city. There's a whole bunch of black people there. It's yep. still ran by white people, so yeah. white people teach you at school, and like the school that they I They control to, what y'all see, and they yeah. control what you see. And unless the only time that they don't is if you go to a private school, which I did. I went to a Christian school, but the Christian school only really teaches you about the Bible and shit. So, uh, yeah. so from second so they to fifth too grade, teach you what they want yeah, to know. Yeah, so it was like a culture shock or whatever. And I ended up like I ended up going to like another school and shit like that. But once again, white people. Mm. So I don't really know shit about art. But I like I know about so that's why I'm really like detail oriented. I will say about white artists is they'll do all they don't have like a lot of expression within their art. Yeah. But they have they're really, really good with detail. That's mm. everything they do. And they the, do it to the rules of the book. Yeah, so but and black people just get up there and start painting like, and like I it's something beastie shit, when they do. I love that shit, so white I, I, people look at the book and then a drawing and yeah, look like, seventy degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why when like, man, it's too technical. I pay attention to the detail because mm. my, my favorite my favorite artist is Bob Ross. Like I, mm. I learned how to blend colors because of Bob Ross. This, He's I don't a even, real nigga. Man, listen, I don't paint <laughs> I don't paint trees and shit, but I know how to blend colors because of this nigga. Yeah. Like mm. it was I didn't even start off with painting. I got a degree best in tree. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make cartoons. Oh really? Yeah. Is like, that still a thing? Uh yeah, kinda. Of. Like Somewhat. <laughs> uh, Would you do your own? That's the thing. My childhood was funny as hell. So mm-hmm. when we grew up, in, I grew up in the same household from '97 till we moved out of the house when we moved here, and when I was like 23. Okay. And the name of the house I like the street I grew up on was uh, Nelson. So I'm calling my cartoon 3013 Nelson, which is surrounded by me, my, my little siblings, and mm-hmm. then my mom and my stepdad and my grandma. Mm. And the thing is, my stepdad is like my mom is like one of them real hard type niggas, but she funny as hell. But then my my stepdad was an alcoholic, but he wasn't like no fucked up alcoholic. He like he that alcoholic that come over and do some fucked up shit to your house or whatever. And then my mom is mad. Yeah. Like, but he a good dad. Nigga work like crazy. So I was just like, man, I can make this into an adult cartoon. People will fuck with that. Exactly. Like so. Adult cartoons are hitting too. Man, what? Like shit like Big Mouth and stuff like that. Like, have you ever did a comic? Uh, nah. I like. Would that. you? I always said I would, but mm, I, I would have to have like the motivation. If you find time, I, I think that kind of shit is what it help you cross over fan bases. You know what I mean? Because like, I think was I think what I hate is like black nerds was so unpopular, but now it's popular. You it's get like, what I'm saying? Like That's why a lot of us is the black sheep because a lot of shit that we did as kids that people mm-hmm. like chastise us for. It's, it's like cool to do shit, now. Yeah. Now it's like the thing to do now, and now it's like, what do we do? Because now I don't even, I hate doing shit that everybody doing. <laughs> I don't want to listen to music everybody listen to. I don't want to watch movies niggas watching. Like I want to do what the fuck I'm doing. That shit be weird to me. So now it's just like, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's the the world's weird. That's why we be in isolation because the world weird as fuck right now. Man, like people was going crazy at the beginning of COVID and shit like that because they didn't know how to be. Hey, I was just thinking about that. Like for me, I was fine. Niggas was missing that club too much. I was shocked. I was like, y'all need the club this much? They out there drugging their kids with melatonin. Yeah, it's like that shit was wild. Every two seconds, not every two seconds. Man, every day I'm about to get some melatonin. Enough, they start peeping. Like, nah, I like candy, but nah, nigga, this something else. I'm always sleepy all the time. Like the kids was like, they wanted to go. They wanted to go back to school. All types of shit. Like COVID changed shit a whole lot. The world weird as fuck right now. We just living it like ain't nothing happening. That's how I know we some hippies because we just living like ain't like everything the same. I was too. Last year was great for me. I made a lot of money like during COVID for real, for real. That's beautiful. Like art wise, I was like, "Where y'all getting all this money to buy this art?" But okay, cool, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The government. I was the opposite. Last year, I stopped like I stopped a few of my incomes last year just to like work on my mental health and like get centered more. You know what I mean? Cause like I just do a lot of shit. Niggas, a lot of niggas don't even know I went to school for psychology. Like, which makes my life a little harder. Niggas be thinking I'm trying to mind control them and shit. I don't know where y'all gotta stop saying that. I don't know where y'all getting that shit from. We don't do mind control business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but last year, I I really like and one of my problems too is just like I'm I'm too much of a giver. So like sometimes I can go without and don't have to give to myself. So last year was like my year to really be selfish. Like really focus more on myself. You feel me? And that shit went beautifully. I lost hella fucking friends. That <laughs> But that shit went beautifully. Man. Like, it was good for me, though. Like, like, <laughs> that was kind of the point, I guess. When you lose friends or whatever, like, it's just, it's this time for those things to fall off in your life. There's no way yeah. I'm you can better yourself and that bother someone. Like, exactly. it bothers you that I'm bettering myself. Yeah, it's, it's time for you to go. Yeah. Right. Exit stays left. Security. These niggas out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But but that's also something too. It's so many levels of shit like when it comes to black people and communication and just how the fuck we can really talk to each other because it's so fucked up right now. But that comes into the play too that we got to teach people like disconnected with somebody doesn't have to be a negative thing. Like, you outgrow friendships. Mm-hmm. We're not beefing because we ain't cool no more like we was cool. I just matured to a place that you just don't relate to no more. So it wouldn't That's make okay. sense for me to give you most of my day no more. Right. But it's high buys and happy birthdays. We can at least have that, I feel like. But some people, they, you know, they want, they're greedy. They want all of it. Yeah, man. And it don't work like that. I've had really good people that I just see where their life is headed and mine is headed. So, you know, we both care enough. We just like, all right, like... Let's stay in touch. We're going to be cool. But it's clear I ain't about to see you or talk to you for like two, three years. But that don't mean we ain't cool no more. But but that's okay, though. And when niggas do that and they're like, are we cool or are we not? I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You move around like a bad friend that I should get rid of. Like, why are you moving like that? Man. (laughs) Now it's making me wonder because I ain't even said nothing was wrong. But you moving like you you guilty of something. Yeah, like I should be cutting you off, my nigga. Why you keep playing that idea in my head? No, I learned like within me, as I started wow. to get better as far as like my mental, my mental health, I mm-hmm. lost like a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Like now I got like two friends. Now. Cause they was, <laughs> cause honestly, sometimes they was what was triggering you. They was Hell what yeah. the problem was. And like the thing is, I, who I am as a person is like I'm very very like selfless. Cause I'm the oldest of four. 
Mm, so I'm the baby. It, like, man, you like my little brother. People do I not be too. thinking that either. Like, I am definitely the baby. And, yeah, I'm the baby on my dad. And we so. all different. <laughs> I'm the oldest, so, like, I'll pour. Like, I'll pour into people even when I don't got shit to pour into myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I learned how to be selfish with myself, that's when, like, shit started to change and I started to see shit for what it was. I'm like, I don't like doing none of this shit. I like mm-hmm. being by myself. Mm-hmm. I like being at my crib, smoking weed, and paying. That's what mm-hmm. the fuck I want to do, and that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna work on my mental health, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out certain things and within my life that no longer helps me, that no longer serve me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I did that, shit started to change. Start circulating. That's man, what's up, yeah. man. And so that's what? how I need to be.